Hi guys, it's Claire and this is the Fuck the Fads podcast. If you want some company in the pursuit of a healthier, stronger, fitter you, then you've come to the right place. Strap in for stories about my own journey and useful education about how you can improve your health and achieve the goals you've always wanted without fad dieting. Hi my loves, welcome back to Shape Up Q&A 3.4, we're in the third week. So you're all getting on really well, which is amazing. And no one's having too many wobbles going into this festive season, which is good. But if you are, you know, if you do have a wobble or something does crop up and you're feeling like you need some extra support with it, do make sure you reach out in the group as always. So I have got four talking points for this Q&A, all really good questions. Um, So the first one was from Tor. And she was asking if you can count tea or coffee. I think she just said coffee, but tea, I'll I'll go with tea or coffee in your water intake. And yeah, absolutely you can. In every cup of tea or coffee you have, you're going to be having around 250 mils-ish of water. You can definitely count that towards your water intake. Um, squash is fine as well. Things I wouldn't count would be like fruit juice. Although fruit juice will obviously have water content in it, um a lot of it is going to be like a lot of the juice from the fruit is water so it it does count but if you were drinking fruit juice all day you'd be also racking up a lot of calories is what I mean so I wouldn't count things like fruit juice I don't count things like fizzy drinks although it's liquid it will have some water in it really when I'm saying I want you to be drinking two liters of water a day I do mean like actual H2O this has got a bit of lemon squash in it for the listeners, I'm just shaking my bottle at the camera. Um, but tea and coffee count, absolutely fine, no problem. And, you know, you might find that actually you're somebody who drinks like three or four cups of tea a day. And so that is potentially going to amount to like a whole litre of nearly or nearly a whole litre of water. So definitely count it. That's fine. Um, Amy Smith asked a question about having one arm stronger than the other when she's in the gym doing bicep curls that um she's left-handed so her left side her dominant side is stronger than her right side and she feels like when she's bicep curling she could say lift like six kilos in her left hand but only five kilos in her right hand so she's only lifting five kilos in each hand is she underworking her left arm and kind of how to go around this so what I would say for this is think like unilateral movements is really important for this. Um, and even bilateral movements. So when you're doing like dumbbell bicep curls and lifting them both at the same time, it's a bilateral movement. And I actually realized in the, I think it was in the last Q and a, I was talking about unilateral and bilateral movements and I kept saying bilateral when I meant unilateral. So sorry about that. But anyway, um, you're still lifting essentially one arm at a time. If you were doing a, a a barbell bicep curl, your stronger side might be compensating for your weaker side. Um, so definitely keep it with the dumbbells. If you want to, you can do one arm at a time. So do it unilaterally. So do all your reps on your weakest arm and then match your reps with the same weight and the same reps on your stronger arm. And really, this is because we want to balance out the muscles and the strength as much as possible. 
This doesn't mean that you're not going to get any gains on your left arm. Um, but it does mean that your left arm won't continue to overtake your right arm, if that makes sense. Where we can, you'll always, you're always going to have one side that's probably slightly stronger than the other. Um, but where we can, we will try and minimize that difference or counteract it by making sure that you're matching the reps to your weaker side. So stick with what your weaker side can lift. Obviously, if you can take the weight up on your weaker side, do it, but without compromising your form um, and then just match the reps with your stronger side. Hope that makes sense. Let me know if you want me to explain that any further. Um, I'm actually, Chloe then asked a question, but I'm going to come back to that because I think that will probably be like a bit of a longer answer. So then there was another question from Amy saying, um, like, is it okay to go to the gym when you've got DOMS? <clears throat> Excuse me. So the short answer to this is yes, it's absolutely fine. If you're like super, super sore, you know, if you did a lower workout day yesterday and you can barely sit on the toilet and you're struggling to walk up the stairs, don't go and do another lower workout today. Um, if you're going to do an upper workout, but you've got some lower workouts in it, you can attempt them if you feel fine to, or you can just leave them out. Um, however, if you're kind of like a couple of days and you've still got a bit of DOMS, but it's not as intense as it was like the first day, then yeah, you're fine to continue. And actually what you'll find is through the workout, your DOMS will get better. They won't continue to really, really hurt. Um, definitely do some stretching. That will really help. Warming up properly will help you. I am lucky and I can walk to my gym. It's not it's not really far, but it's far enough that by the time that I've walked there, like there is definitely some good blood flow in my legs. I'm feeling a bit warm. You know, I'm not just starting from scratch, basically. Um, and walking will really help with your DOMS as well. So the short answer is yes, it's absolutely fine. Obviously, just use your common sense. Like I said, if you can't fucking even sit down on the toilet, then like maybe give your lower day a, a rest or miss out the lower exercises um but you can certainly still go and train through it like if you wanted to um yeah and then so then the last thing I'm going to talk about was from Chloe and she was saying that she's sort of been struggling to log food recently um so she was going to take a different approach and instead just kind of eat the same things that she's always been eating and focus on nutrition and stuff Chloe has been doing the Shape Up program since the very beginning. She's an OG Shape Up girly um, and she's had incredible results and she's seen incredible things. And we've been doing this since the beginning of July now. So this is her fourth round um, and it's six weeks around, isn't it? So she's been doing this um, 18, 19, 20, 21 weeks now, which is quite a long time. It's really normal in that amount of time to feel like you have some dieting fatigue sometimes and also fatigue with like logging your food. Generally, over time, logging food becomes easier. A lot of people find it quite tedious at the beginning. And then the more they do it, the easier it becomes. But that doesn't mean that you're never going to hit a patch where you just feel a bit fucked off with it and like you can't really be bothered. And that's absolutely fine. You don't need to track food to know that you're in a deficit. You can eat sensibly. And actually, Chloe you know, you've been doing this long enough now that you can probably gauge pretty well 
how like how many calories are in what you're eating we all tend to eat similar things on repeat you might have five six seven different meals maybe that you eat kind of on a rotational basis but generally your food looks very similar a lot of the time and that's absolutely fine so you will know that the foods that you're choosing to eat you will know you have a really good idea of what's in them and how many calories is in them and so if you want to take a different approach with it and step away from tracking that's absolutely fine sometimes we need a fucking break and that's okay and it doesn't mean that you have to take a total break from working towards your goals it doesn't mean that you have to go quote unquote off the wagon remember that this isn't an on the wagon or off the wagon thing this is a lifestyle change like you're going to do this for the rest of your life you're not going to track food for the rest of your life but you're going to consider your food choices for the rest of your life you are going to consider your health for the rest of your life and so if that means sometimes having a break from something then that's absolutely okay focus on things like getting lots and lots of fruit and veg in making sure that you're having a sizable protein source with each meal. Again, you will know what that looks like by now. You will know that one chicken breast is probably around 30 to 40 grams of protein. You will know that a piece of steak is probably 50 grams of protein. You will know that a scoop of protein powder is 25 grams of protein. So, excuse me, you can absolutely do this and keep yourself considered. What you might just need to be careful with is things like if you're going to the cupboard and having like handfuls of nuts or if you're having a few biscuits here and there and not that you're tracking food at the moment, but if you're not kind of registering in your mind, right, I've had a couple of biscuits. So that's probably what one to 200 calories maybe I've eaten. I've had a handful of nuts. That's probably 200 calories. If you're not making mental note of those things, it can be very easy to then pull yourself into a maintenance None of you are on drastically low calories because for the most people, it doesn't work and you don't need to be. You can still enjoy your life. You can still work towards your goals without having to have massive restriction. But that also means that it can be easy to pull yourself to a maintenance. It's just about being mindful about that. And remembering that like, if you're taking a pause with tracking your food on Trainerize, like that's absolutely cool. But don't take a pause with your activity. Don't stop walking. Don't stop going to the gym. Don't stop doing the healthful things that make you feel so good and that you know benefit you so much because those things are still really important to keep you going. But I I suspect, Chloe, you've probably got a little bit of dieting fatigue. Um, If you wanted to, and this goes for any of you. I mean, a lot of you haven't been doing this long enough that you'll probably have dieting fatigue yet. But Chloe is, is possibly getting to a point where maybe she needs to have what we would call like a diet break. Um, and it doesn't really it doesn't do anything like physiologically, but psychologically it it can work wonders. So occasionally what I do with my one to one clients is if I've got somebody who's been dieting for a very, very long period of time. And I can see, okay, yeah, they have got some dieting fatigue now. We will bring them up to maintenance calories for a week or two. And again, it's not massive amounts more food than they were having before. It's maybe a couple of pieces of toast. It's a a couple of bananas. Like that's what probably their deficit equates to, maybe a little bit more than that. But um, like an extra small meal, not as in it's extra small, but as in an extra small meal another small meal I think I'm over explaining things today um 
And yeah, so that's what I do sometimes with my one-to-one clients. And that gives them for a period of like one to two weeks, a bit of breathing space, a bit of downtime from the tracking, a bit of extra fuel. So actually they feel more energized again. And often what happens then is because they've got more fuel in their body, naturally their non-exercise activity increases. So actually their energy expenditure increases a little bit, um, which makes them feel really, really good because they feel like they've got like more life in their batteries, I suppose. And then we come back down into their deficit again, and then they continue. Not everybody has to do this. Um, you know, some people will diet for a long time, absolutely fine, no bother. But I know that I'm I'm the same. I have definitely had dieting fatigue before. And, you know, probably for a year, I didn't like until very recently, I wasn't really counting calories or tracking food. I was trying on and off, but I wasn't really doing it properly. And I knew deep down it's because I had dieting fatigue and I still needed a longer break. But I, at at that point, you know, I had dieted for like probably two years, which is a really, really long time. So it's totally normal to feel like this. So don't worry. Don't think like, oh, it's slipping away from me. I'm losing a handle on this. Not at all. You're absolutely fine. You're still working towards your goals. Things that everything's still going in the right direction. You've made incredible, incredible progress, but it might just be, we just need to pause the tracking for a bit. Maybe we need to pause the calorie deficit for a small amount of time and then we can bring you back to it. Um, and if that is something that you want to do, Chloe, let me know in the group um, and then I will just adjust your calories for you on Trainerize, and we'll just do it for maybe a week or two weeks. Let me know how long you think you want to do that for and then we can go back to deficit calories again. And if anyone else ever feels like that, obviously make sure you speak out in the group. But I would imagine that probably the rest of you um, are going to be okay because you haven't been doing it as long to kind of need the diet break. But hey, everybody's different. So definitely let me know. So I hope that all makes sense. As always, do shout if there are any questions off the back of this. Sorry that this Q&A is late in the week. I've had a little bit of an interesting week, but um, I'm kind of out the other side of all the all the big stuff that was going on. Um, so have an amazing weekend. I love all of you. I think you're all fucking incredible. I'm so in awe of you all the time. Um, and keep sharing your wins and stuff in the group and keep posting the questions for the next Q&A, which I will plan to do probably um, next Tuesday or Wednesday. But I'll let you know if that is going to change at all. Big love. If you think you'd like to work with me, if you think that I could help you and you'd like to chat to me, please visit my website, coachedbyclaire.com or visit me on Instagram at coached underscore by underscore Claire.